Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be pleasing in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. So our gospel reading this morning comes from Mark. And I think Mark is a fascinating gospel. One of the things that sort of stands out to me is the immediacy that is felt throughout the gospel. Flip through the pages of Mark and you'll see words like at once, just then, as soon as. And if we were to look slightly past the reading from this morning, we would even hear in verse 12 how the Spirit immediately drove Jesus out into the wilderness. Mark has a, a quickness to his gospel, an urgency. It reminds me of that television show, 24. I'm not sure if you all are familiar, but that clock, that counting down clock is sort of like this too. And Mark sort of mirrors this, constantly forcing a perpetual motion towards a climactic event. We hear urgency this morning in the introduction. Unlike Matthew, we are not greeted with a lineage, lineage of Jesus' birth, but instead Mark gets straight to the point. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, Son of God. Period. What else do you need? No muss, no fuss. We get straight to the point and Mark clips through five centuries of history in order to bring us to the good news. Mark is saying, y'all remember when Malachi said messenger, a messenger was coming and Isaiah said a voice would cry out? Good. Here's that voice. And we are introduced to John the baptizer. And these throwbacks and references to the Hebrew text continue. In Mark's gospel, we hear and see John telling and personifying the story of the Israelites' exodus. Just like the Israelites passed through the Red Sea, out of Egypt, and into the Promised Land, John is offering a passage of redemption and forgiveness through the cold waters of the River Jordan. Those people standing on the banks of the river would have heard what John was saying and recognize the story that they had been sharing and retelling over and over again at Passover. But instead of them just hearing the story, John was looking at them and making them part of the story. The scholar and theologian N.T. Wright puts it this way, quote, John was turning this story into a drama, a play, and telling his hearers that they were the cast. They were to come through the water and be free. They were to leave behind Egypt, the world of sin in which they were living, the world of rebelling against the living God. End quote. John was bringing the story right to their doorstep and saying, the time is now. And so this morning, John the baptizer is speaking to us and saying, get ready. Something big is about to happen. Something, the most important event in history, in the world's history, is about to happen, and soon. It's time to get ready, to prepare the way. 
And with all this talk of baptism, I can't help but think about our own baptismal covenant. That we are called to prepare our lives through the waters of repentance, just as John was baptizing in the River Jordan. How the words of our baptismal covenant echoed the words of Isaiah and Mark to make the rough places plain, the valleys lifted up, and the mountains and hills laid low. So where are those rough places in our lives? Those places where we go against the grain of God's love and live outside our presence with God. Our baptismal covenant calls us to persevere in resisting evil. And whenever we fall into sin, repent and return to the Lord. Where do we sin in our lives? Now, this is not a time for condemnation, but examination. A time to honestly and faithfully examine the actions of our lives where we have been apart from God. And not only if we fall into sin, but when we fall into sin, we repent. We acknowledge those things done and left undone and return to the altar of Christ's love saying, Lord, forgive us. Now, those valleys lifted up can be seeking and serving Christ and all people, loving your neighbor as yourself. Where are those low moments in your life? Where are the valleys in the world around us? Is there someone near us mourning? Let's lift them up with tears of compassion and comfort them. Are there people in our lives who are hungry? Bless the loaves and fish and feed them. Walk alongside those who find themselves in the desert of their desolation. Let us be the good Samaritan lifting up those cast into the valley rather than those who pass them by. And while we're at it, let us show some love to ourselves. To remind ourselves that even in the lowest of lows, God is with us. God will never abandon us, no matter where we go or what we do. And those mountains and hills made low, we can strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being. Where do we place ourselves above others? Where do we place idols of money, control, or status above the safety, security, and love of the other person? When are we more interested in self-worth than the worth of self and the other? Let us bring those mountains and hills low so that nothing is blocking the way for the light of peace of Christ to break into our lives today and every day. Last week, we were called to stay awake, to be aware, to hope in what was coming and to recognize the divine around us. This morning, we are being called to prepare our lives, to prepare our hearts for a path of peace for the coming of Jesus. I think we can all identify with what it feels like preparing for a special visit or event. Perhaps you've been preparing for Christmas, especially getting your home ready for Christmas. I certainly know that I have. A couple days ago, it looked like a Christmas bomb had gone off inside of our house. Sorry, Chris. 
It was filled with decorations and in various stages of being unboxed and displayed. But the true preparation is within us. During this Advent season, we are preparing our hearts and lives for the breaking through of God in the form of a babe born in a manger and named Jesus, named Emmanuel, God with us. May we unbox our hearts and acknowledge the rough places, the valleys, and the mountains that all need to be made plain and level. May we prepare for the peace and love that surpasses all understanding, that is quickly approaching to live and dwell with us now and forever. Amen.